in Shabbos, page 118, that anyone who has pleasure from Shabbos uh, is given an inheritance without any limits. Where does this come from? It comes from a pasuk we say before Kiddush, also saying Allah Hashem, then you have pleasure from Hashem, and I will give you the inheritance of Yaakov. By you having pleasure from Hashem, meaning pleasure from Shabbos, Hashem will give you the inheritance of Yaakov. What's the inheritance of Yaakov? This week's Torah portion, it says, Yaakov is blessed by Hashem, that he will spread, his children will spread to the east, to the west, to the north, to the south, without any, any limits. So, so if we are keeping the Shabbos, we enjoy the Shabbos, Hashem gives us this, this uh, blessing. Uh, parenthetically, the language of the Gemara is Shabbos. Anyone who gives pleasure to Shabbos. The Chazik masters say, it not necessarily doesn't mean that you're having pleasure from Shabbos. It means you're giving Shabbos pleasure. It's possible you could have a lot of pleasure, but not necessarily is giving Shabbos pleasure. The famous story of the Baal Shem to Baal Shem once brought his students together and told them to close their eyes. And he put his arm in his closest students and they, when they, their eyes were closed, they saw an ox wearing a streimel. What was it, even an ox wearing a streimel? The idea was is that Akshantar taught that whatever a person wants, you are where you want to be. This guy was eating chont. He was eating, he was interested in the meat that he was eating. So he became the meat. You are where you want to be. So it wasn't just like he was uh, eating the chont for the honor of Shabbos. He was eating the chont for his own honor as well because he liked the chont. It wasn't just like He's eating the chomp for the sake of Shabbos. There was a lot of me mixed into that into that chomp as well. The Alter B'Sam Ramesha, because of the debates that he did to defend Judaism and, uh, with, with, against uh, various priests and bishops, he had to run away and hide for a large part of his life. And he, he, was, he, he didn't uh, have a very easy life and very little um, resources. So someone once asked him, how come you don't accept, I want to give you something for Shabbos. He says, in general, mitzvahs which are associated with the pleasure of the body, because they don't have a tradition, you don't have to focus on them so much. You don't have to focus, in other words, if the pleasure of your body is involved, you don't have to focus on them as much as you do other mitzvahs. It could be that your focus is more about you than it is about the, about the mitzvah. And like the story of Baal the guy is wearing a shtraimu, and that was for the honor of Shabbos. But the rest, he was, he was, uh, he was eating the chon, it was for his own honor. Uh, Dovi is thinking, don't try this at home, folks, because, you know, like, we're regular people and we're, we're enjoying the mitzvah of Shabbos, and for us it's a mitzvah, don't give us these Hasidic acrobatics. All right, fair enough, I, I accept that. Um, yes, it's, it's, it, 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 we eat on Shabbos and enjoy Shabbos, it's definitely a mitzvah. Um, okay, so, so the, the Gemara says, why does a person merit to have inheritance without limit? Because he has pleasure from Shabbos. He has inheritance of Yaakov. Yaakov had this blessing. Alak Avram did not have this blessing. Avram, it says about him, Shem told Avram to walk through the land, the land and the breadth of the land. And Avram merited to have the land of Israel. Only Yaakov, who kept Shabbos, he was the one who uh, had a much greater blessing than just the land of Israel. He had the blessing of the whole world, the east and west and north and south, Ufarat, without limits. So how do we get the blessing of Yaakov? It's through keeping Shabbos. The question is, doesn't the Torah, 
that Avram Avinu kept all the Torah mitzvahs. It says, our forefathers kept all the Torah before it was given. So certainly Avram kept Shabbos. It says in the Torah, Avram Avinu kept everything. So how can we say that Avram didn't merit to have this and Yaakov did? What was special about Yaakov that Avram didn't do that Yaakov did do? So it says in the Torah about Yaakov that he kept Shabbos. It says in the next week's parsha, we can call Esnayir how Yaakov camped, and the and the Talmud says, what does it mean he camped? He camped before Shabbos began, and he set up exactly where everyone's allowed to walk on Shabbos. On Shabbos, now allowed to walk two thousand uh, cubits, three thousand, four thousand feet outside of the city, wherever you set keep Shabbos, wherever you set your places for Shabbos. You can't walk 3,000, 4,000 feet out of that. So if you're in the city, so you could say in the whole city, plus 2,000 amas outside the city. So when you're in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of a, there's, no, there's no city, so then you have to figure out exactly where are the places you ought to walk. It's not, it's not, it's not a, a city. So you, to, you have to decide where your main place is. And from this main place, you will ought to walk 2,000 cubits around that, around that main place. You can't walk more. So Yaakov did this. So... That's why the Gemara says Yaakov merited to have this great blessing because it says clearly he kept Shabbos. Okay. So the question is, if Avram did this too, and it doesn't say about him clearly, and Yaakov it does say by Yaakov clearly, that itself tells you that something, there was something unique about the way Yaakov kept Shabbos. Something that Yaakov did that surpassed the keeping of Shabbos of Avraham. And that's why the way the Torah classifies Avram's observance of Shabbos, the Torah just says that Avram kept everything. However, when the Torah talks about Yaakov's observance of Shabbos, it says it clearly, or it doesn't say clearly, but it, it mentions this as a, as a separate concept, a separate idea, not that Yaakov kept everything. It says Yaakov kept Shabbos specifically. You also need to understand how come Yaakov's observance of Shabbos in general, why is it the Torah highlight his observance of Tchumen? There are many, many mitzvahs in Shabbos. There's 40, 39 malachas. How come... Regarding Yaakov's observance of Shabbos, the, the, the Talmud specifically mentions that he kept this idea of Tchumen of the borders of Shabbos. What does that mean? You said the question? Avram and Yaakov both, both kept Shabbos. But the Torah says this about Yaakov, that means that Yaakov did this in a unique way, and that's why the Torah highlights it by Yaakov. So the question is, what did he do uniquely that Avram didn't do? When the stands me first, um, yeah, and we got the question? Kobe, Chimigi. No, get it? Okay, yeah, fairly good. Avram kept Shabbos. You got it? Okay. Avram and Yitzhak Yaakov all kept Shabbos. The Torah highlights it by Yaakov, and the Torah says if you act like Yaakov, you will get the inheritance of Yaakov. You will have an infinite inheritance east and west, north and south. Question is, what does it mean to be like Yaakov to keep Shabbos? Avram also kept Shabbos. There must be something unique about the way Yaakov kept Shabbos. Well, understand this by first explaining a teaching of the Mithra Rebbe about Shabbos. Mithra Rebbe said in a discourse, Parshas Vayetze, on the 9th of Kislev, right, it was Shabbos afternoon, right before his anniversary of his, his redemption on the 10th of Kislev. Mithra Rebbe was born and he passed away on the 9th of Kislev. So it was a Shabbos 9th of Kislev, like this year, it was 9th of Kislev, the Shabbos. And it was right before Saturday night and Sunday, which was the anniversary of his redemption. So he said a discourse, that Shabbos. And, and that discourse, he explained a unique feature that Shabbos has that other mitzvahs don't have. So like this. Whenever a Jew does a mitzvah, so 
people do mitzvahs in different ways. Let's say, for example, mitzvah tefillin. Mitzvah tefillin is meant to achieve a total devotion of your heart and mind to serve Hashem. So there's a difference between the way Dovi does it and the way I do it, because Dovi's heart and mind is different than my heart, my heart and mind. There's a difference between the way Tzadik puts on tefillin, the way a regular person puts on tefillin. Yes, the physical performance is the same, but the, the impact of the mitzvah and the way that Tzadik does the mitzvah is, is something unique. He is bringing his heart and mind to Hashem. It's something, it's something different. However, Shabbos says Mitzvah is something that all Jews are the same. Why? Because on Shabbos is about not doing. Shabbos is about resting. The pleasure of Shabbos is associated with not working. So what are you not working? So you could be you're not working on Hill Street. It's not selling, selling uh, jewelry. Could be you're not working in medicine. Could be you're not working in a school. Could be you're not working in, in, in whatever you're not working in. So there are different things you're not doing. Could be you're not working in fixing uh, credit, credit repair. Or you're not working in the mikvah. Not, but the bottom line is, is that once you're not working, you're, you're, you're not working the same way someone else is not working. Maybe the thing you're abstaining from is different. The thing you're not doing is different. Maybe when the Jewish people built the Mishkan, and they were told, no, Shabbos, you cannot continue building the Mishkan, so they were stopping to build the Mishkan. Okay, there was a holy thing that they weren't doing. Or uh, we were discussing yesterday, on Shabbos, on Shabbos, now let's separate good from bad. So Chassidus explains, it's not just you can't separate good from bad, but on Shabbos, the spiritual meaning of separation doesn't exist. Usually, when a person eats on Shabbos, eats in general, they're supposed to be a yakiv. They're supposed to, yakiv means the trick. It's supposed to find the godly spark, which is in something, and disguise your motive, your involvement physical, but you have something else in mind. You have to eat like a regular person. But you have, your intention is to, to, not to have the pleasure of the food, your intention is to, to, to connect with the godly energy in the food and to eat it for the sake of Hashem, to eat that strength to serve Hashem. That's what Jews are supposed to be doing throughout the week. On Shabbos, the pleasure of the food itself is a mitzvah. The world is elevated, as we say in the beginning of our prayers on Shabbos, on uh, the Kiddush on Shabbos, by a chulu hashamayim Literally, that means God finished making heaven and earth. But it also means by a chulu means that the world is elevated to a different place. On Shabbos, the heaven and earth and therefore, on Shabbos, the physical enjoyment of the food is a mitzvah. Again, the, the Hasidic masters say that uh, you don't have to be so conscious of the physical enjoyment. As a famous story of the Alter Rebbe, that one time his family was preparing for this great guest who was visiting of Shema Karline. And everyone wanted to have the, the merit of participating in the preparation for this great guest. So, so everyone, unbeknownst to to everyone else, everyone thought, you know how we participate in this, preparing for this great guest, I'll put some salt in the food. They haven't put in some salt, and uh, when they served the food, it was impossible to eat. So Shem Kalina takes, takes the can't eat it, and the Altarev is eating it, and he's, he's, he's finished, so he says to Shem Kalina, why can't you eat it? He says, because it's too salty. How can you eat it? So Altarev said that since he was buying the Zichamagid, he doesn't have any taste in the physical. Even the, even the mitzvah of Shabbos, which is a mitzvah, which is just so the world's elevated, and, and but the, for the Altarev, the pleasure was just from the Shabbos, it wasn't a pleasure from the physical at all. Whatever, a different level than, than we can imagine. But either way, the point is, on Shabbos, there's no prohibition of separating good from bad. Why not? Because Shabbos, there's no, there's no, um, the world is elevated in a way that you don't have to find the godly spark and extract it from the physical because the physical itself is elevated, the physical itself is whole.
Yeah. Uh-oh, here we go. On a shop, we get the gas too, or we don't get the gas because it's not physical. No comment. You remind me, there was a tzaddik, he was, uh, he was coughing. So his son said to his father, Dad, why don't you have a cup of tea? So his father said to his son, my son, in Atsilus, in the highest world, you don't drink tea. So his son said, yes, Dad. But Atsilus, you don't cough either. <laughs> you don't cough either. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, Sunnit Rebbe says that, yes, it could be that we abstain from different things. However, once you're stopping to work, it's everyone's the same. Everyone's equal on Shabbos. Tefillin, everyone's impact of tefillin, the connection they have with what they're doing is different. The intent they have, what they're not doing is everyone's equal. Why is it everyone's equal? Where does it come from? The reason everyone's equal on Shabbos, the Rebbe says, because we say in the Mincha on Shabbos, we say these words, um, in the Shabbos afternoon prayer on, on Mincha, we say, On Shabbos, the Jew connects to the essence of Hashem. Because we connect to the essence of Hashem, so therefore, Therefore, the essence of a Jew is also connect, It's also in touch with that. So, on Shabbos, the essence of a of a um, the Nisham is revealed because the essence of Hashgalus is revealed. What is that's the meaning of the words we say in the prayer? From you and you alone is our tranquility. The essence of Hashem relates to the essence of a Jew on Shabbos, and so our. Tranquility is associated with our essence, and therefore all Jews are the same. Mitra actually said that doctors, this is something interesting regarding your other question about the physical effect of this. He said that doctors checked the pulse of the Jew on Shabbos, they found that the pulse is different on Shabbos than it is during the week. I don't know if other, other doctors have uh, tried this as well, but Mitra mentions this that the pulse is different. All Jews, the pulse is different on Shabbos. The Gemara says also about Am Oretz. Gemara says there are certain people that are suspect of lying. But on Shabbos, we don't suspect them of lying. Why? Because the holiness of Shabbos affects their physical nature. It's possible to say Deruk on Shabbos. It's possible to say something which is dishonest on Shabbos. But the nature of a person is that on Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos puts you in such an atmosphere that that, that you wouldn't, their nature is not, is not to do this. Why? Because Shabbos touches the essence of the soul, the echid of the soul. Pulse refers to heart rate. Huh? Pulse refers to heart rate. Pulse yes. relates to heart rate. So when you say the pulse is different, uh, because uh, Shabbos, the person is more calm, the heart rate is uh, lower. Whereas when a person is more nervous or um, um, active, Okay. Uh, you know, the heart rate is faster, so maybe that's what they're referring to. Very nice. Shabbos makes them calm, and the pulse, which is the heart rate, is lower. Beautiful. Fantastic. Another doctor, Dira Shri, one of the Rebbe's doctors, concurs in the middle of his doctors. This is great. Okay, good. Okay, so there is a halacha also that expresses how Shabbos is associated with the deepest part of the soul. The halacha is, on Shabbos, you're now going to carry more than four amps, which is about six feet. Why can't you carry six feet? So the Gemara says that the height of the average person is three amps, 
And if you want to pick something up from the floor and lift it up above your head, according to one opinion, or if you want to stretch out your hands and your feet, so then we give you another, there's another amma, another two feet or one and a half feet for sticking your hands above your head. So, this, so, so therefore, we, the Torah says, a person should not leave his space. What's considered the space of the person? The space of the person is the three feet of his body and his head, and the additional, additional foot and a half or two feet of lifting his hands above his head. That's what it says in Gemara. That's why you're allowed to walk, you're allowed to carry something uh, for, for six feet, because that's the, for four amas, because that, that's the same size as your body plus your hands above your head. That says in Gemara. But this is uh, 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 the measure is coming after the place. Like if you have a shoe, you can go from there to there. It's more than six feet. You can calculate. Outside, outside. Outside. Outside of shoe. Outside a, a, a private domain. So if you're able to you're able to move something the full length of your body plus your uh, arms, right? Then it would just be inconvenient for everybody lying down, with the arms not stretched all the time to move something near there. So I may as well just do a walk. The Torah gives you your space to walk. You can carry something in your space. What's considered oh, your, your space? space. It's your space. Your space is the size of your body and your hand above your head. So Chassid explains that the body. The feet and the head correspond to three parts of the soul. The feet correspond to the part of the soul which is associated with action. The body, which is a home of the heart, corresponds to the emotions, to the level called ruach. And the head is a place, houses the intellect, which is the level of the soul called neshama, the power that we have to understand Hashem's truth. So there's your head, your heart, and your body, and they correspond to nefesh ruch nesham. Lifting your hands above your head, that refers, to, that connects to something of beyond your, um, your, your three, the three parts of the soul which have various organs of the body that house them. That refers to a transcendent part of the soul called chaya. Chaya is a, the dry, is a drive and a yearning of the Jew to be close to Hashem beyond logic and reason. That's, the, that's a, a higher and greater desire that's not based upon logic and reason. That's, by the way, the reason we say in the Kiddush and Shabbos, we say, God desires us. Jesus explains, al explains, means, the desire to be close to Hashem, on Shabbos, we feel it. That desire is in us on Shabbos. The desire to be close to Hashem, the Neshama Yisera, the Gemara says on Shabbos, the extra Neshama. What that means is that we are in touch with this Chaya, this desire to be close to Hashem, beyond logical reason, that's that's inside us. So that's the idea of the four cubits. But in those four cubits, the, a person is able to, to go in those four cubits. What's the other person? So the, the, the four parts of the soul are connected to the three parts of the body, the head, the foot, and the toe, and the, the head and the body and the foot, and the hand above your head is, is parallel to the level of Chaya, the transcendent level of the soul. So therefore you have four cubits that you are granted to go in. What, what, who is the you that's granted to go in those four cubits? The you is the yichida, the essence of the soul, Tzazam spreads in the, in the domain around yourself. Around you, your yichida extends, and therefore you're allowed to, in, in the other parts of your soul, nefesh, ruch, and the four lower parts of the soul, there's an exp- there, there, the essence of the soul is present, and therefore the halacha is, you're allowed to walk in those, in those uh, six feet. So, why is it that Shabbos specifically is associated with an expression of Yechida? Because we said before, because Shabbos 
is it not about doing something. Shabbos is about not doing. The tranquility of Shabbos, the pleasure we have on Shabbos, is not from an action that we're doing, it's from abstaining from action. And therefore all Jews are equal in this, and something which is connected to the essence of the soul and the essence of Hashem. So this is why the Torah says about Yaakov, Yaakov specifically kept Shabbos. Aram, of course, kept Shabbos. But what does it say, the Torah is saying that, about the blessing of Yaakov? When the Torah says, Ufaratzta, you will spread to the east and the west, the north and the south. What does the Torah say about Yaakov specifically? Now, who was Yaakov? Your seed will be ka'afara'arat. Your seed will be like the, the dust of the earth. The dust of the earth emphasizes the idea of total self-amigation to Hashem. The unique way that Yaakov served Hashem was with his yechidah, with his essence of his neshama. We were learning yesterday that there are different, there's a difference between giving your life away to Hashem because you want to, or giving your life away to Hashem because you can't bear not to. The level of Chaya also, or level of Nefshu Hashem Chaya, they are parallel to the first two kinds of love discussed in Shema. That's in Shema, we say, love Hashem with all your heart and all your soul. Love Hashem with all your heart would also motivate you to give your life away to Hashem. Love Hashem with all your soul, which is beyond logical reason, would also motivate you to give your life away for Hashem. But that's a desire that you have. You agree to do this. You want to do this. You could have wanted something else and you want this. That's desire. Yechidah means I can't separate myself from Hashem. There is no other choice. It's not that I'm choosing this and not choosing that. It's not a choice. The very fact you say there's a choice means it could have been a different way. Chaya is in a state where, where there's, there's a powerful drive, a yearning, an attraction beyond logic and reason, but, uh, but it's, there's still a choice. There's still, there's still, you're being swept away in one direction. Fine. Yechidah means I can't separate myself from Hashem. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not able to. It's a totally different kind of experience. That Yechidah is beyond is incomparably greater than the first levels of the four levels of the soul. So Yaakov embodied Yechidah. And that's why the Torah says he was like dust of the earth. He had a sense of total obligation for Hashem. And because Yaakov had this, Yaakov embodied Yechidah, that's why the Torah highlights and says Yaakov kept Shabbos. Because Shabbos is a day when Yechidah is expressed. So this explains why the Gemara says about Yaakov specifically that he kept Shabbos. And if we act like Yaakov, we enjoy Shabbos, we also, each of us will merit, to, as the Gemara says, an infinite inheritance. That's, that's, that's the Gemara says. Then there was something very amazing. He says, the timing that the Mithra Rebbe gave this teaching is very in sync with the teaching itself. When did Mithra give this teaching? What kind of teaching was he giving? Mithra gave this teaching again on Shabbos. Shabbos is again is a day of expression of the Yechidah, the day when the essence of soul is expressed. Only on the Shabbos. Not only Shabbos, not only Shabbos, or Shchaydash also is expression of Yechidah. And, um, and Yom Kippur is expression of Yechidah. wait for that moment to come to Very good question, very good question. Yeah. All right, so the answer is, the Mithra Rebbe said, and it says in Tanya, you're asking a very important question. The Mithra Rebbe says, and it says in Tanya, that when you just think about yourself, as your Jew, and that you cannot bear to separate yourself from Hashem, and that you and you know that if you were given a choice, you would give your life away rather than separate from Hashem. Just thinking about who you are gives you the puts your yechida in, gives you the power of yechida, the power of yechida. And there, and with that power, the Alter says that you can overcome any challenge. If I'm ready to give away my life rather than sever my bonds with Hashem, 
How much more so should I be ready to give away my money? How much more so should I be ready to give away my health? How much more so should I be ready to give away my comfort and my glory and whatever it is in order to connect to Hashem by doing the mitzvah? So it says in t- the whole Tanya is based on this idea that why is it close to every Jew to keep their mitzvahs? Alphabet says because every Jew is ready to give his life away to Hashem. So you could have a little revelation of the Yechidah when the non-Jew comes over to you and threatens you, Chas Or you could think about that. And that's by thinking about that, you're already getting the power of Yechidah. But Shabbos, without thinking about it, there's already a, a, a connection you have to Yechidah on some level. In Yechidah itself, also, another thing, the Mitra was teaching Chassidus. What's Chassidus? In the Torah itself there are five parts. The four parts of ter- Torah interpretation, Pshat, the Remez, Dushan, the simple explanation, the... the um, Gematrias and hints of the Torah, and the homiletical interpretations of Torah, and the Kabbalistic interpretations of Torah, those four correspond to four levels of the soul. Then there is Chassidus. Chassidus is connected to the Yechidah, the essence, the essence of the soul. When you study Chassidus, as we're doing, you're also getting in touch with, with Yechidah. Moreover, the Mitzvah Rebbe was giving this teaching before the day of his redemption. Why was he in prison in the first place? At Tzadik, his, it says in the Torah that an olive, Zaytun. When you take an olive and you crush it, the oil comes out. And so to a tzaddik, when he goes through an experience like being in prison, the purpose of that experience is that he should be able to be in a higher level than he was before. That we find by the Altar and the Mitla Rebbe and by the Rebbe, that after the event in the month of Kislev that they were challenged with, all of a sudden there was a new revelation. There's a new revelation of the Altar Rebbe's after his release of Yudkis, a new revelation of the Mitla Rebbe after Yudkis. And the Rebbe, after every recovery of Shkadesh Kislev, is a whole different level of revelation of godliness that the Rebbe brought to the world after the Rebbe's recovery on Shkadesh Kislev. So, so the, the Mitla Rebbe's redemption is about further revelation of these teachings of Chassidus, which are connected to, to Yechid. Also, when did he get his teaching? On Parshas Vayetzeh. Vayetzeh is when the Torah tells us about this... Um, about this uh, 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 blessing that Jewish people are given, east and west, north and south, which is the uh, infinite blessing, which is associated again with the level of Yechidah, which is infinite. I have to mention one point. So this explains Yechidah associated with Shabbos, but there was something specific of Yaakov kept Shabbos. How did Yaakov keep Shabbos? Yaakov kept Shabbos, when it says specifically, he made Tchumen. He made the borders of where you're allowed to walk on Shabbos. So just like we said before, that your, in, your four, in your domain, in your four, four cubits, there's an expression of your Yechidah. There's a, in, and there's a, in a more subtle form, in the entire 2,000 Amas around the city where a Jew decides to set, spend Shabbos, not only is, does he have an expression of Yechidah in his four cubits, but there is some, in a more subtle form, there's also expression of Yechidah in all the space associated with him. He is in this space for Shabbos, so in that entire space, there is an expression of Yechidah. Or think about Jonathan Hamburg driving over there in Atlanta, it says, in, it says in the the back of the Tehillim, there's many letters of the previous Rebbe, it says you say a line of Tanya, you cause a purity in 40 vyorst, for, you know, a distance of 40 kilometers, just say a word of Tanya, cause an expression of, 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 of Galius to be brought in that whole area. Anyways, so Yaakov Avinu, because Yaakov, he embodied the level of Yechidah, he, his, his service of Hashem, there was expression of Yechidah, that's why it says about him specifically he kept Shabbos, the Shabbos expression of Yechidah. And this was on Parshas Vayetzeh when the Mitzvah shared this teaching because Parshas Vayetzeh, which the Torah gives us this, this infinite blessing. Just to sum it all up in one second. 
the blessing of, of the Parshas Vayetzer, if them, is an infinite blessing. You can only have an infinite blessing when you connected something infinite. So because Shabbos connects us to the infinite part of ourselves, love of Yechida, therefore Shabbos gives us infinite blessing. Bottom line is, we have to teach the teachings of Chassidus, of Yechida the Torah, we have to spread them, as the Rebbe says, Ufaratzta, to the east, to the west, to the north, to the south, and this will bring the world to the Yechida, that the, the world will, when Mashiach will come, the Yechida will, will permeate all of creation, so all creation will feel the truth of Elo Yechida Shalaylam, Hashem is called the Yechida of the world. So by, by teaching and spreading Chassidus to all places, this, this is a catalyst for the coming of Mashiach, when Yechidu Shalaylam and Hashem will be revealed everywhere in the world. Any, any questions, comments? Was that a word trying to spread sweat? 40 vyorst. Vyorst is a distance. I, I, I know it's a kind of distance. Maybe, maybe it's a kilometer. I'm not sure. But what does it spread? 40 vyorst? When you say, when you say a word of Tanya in somewhere, it causes purity 40 vyorst mm-hmm. away. All right. Good luck. You want to tell me what's on your mind? Where are you?